Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. From producers Matt Damon and Ben Affleck, explore how art and music sustained hope during the siege of Sarajevo, thanks in part to humanitarians and the band U2. Kiss the Future, new documentary now streaming exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. Go to Paramount Plus to try it free. Terms apply. He is one of the best box players the MLS has ever seen. Now Well, one player who's wasted little time embracing Messi is Joseph Martinez. Our Nico Cantor recently talked to him about Messi's impact, the effect he's had on everyone around him, and much more. Enjoy. Let's welcome on in Joseph Martinez, striker for Inter Miami. Joseph, how are you feeling? I, I, I bet down in Miami things have changed a lot and you guys are feeling good. Hey, Nico. Uh, great to see you and uh, thank you for the opportunity. You know, you say the, the right thing. We are uh, in a good spot and a good energy and uh, we're happy for that. Yeah, I imagine a lot has changed. Coincidentally, uh, it's when uh, Messi has showed up to, you know, you've been there since before he came. You kind of got a feel to what the club was like before and now afterwards. How has Messi impacted Inter-Miami? Yeah, I mean, we start very, very good in, uh, in the beginning. Um, we know it's a struggle a little bit because we start uh, the three games, we start very well. And then we start to suffer the injuries, and uh, that's not good for 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 us for a couple couple months or a couple weeks. And now uh, it's not only changed the team, it's not only changed the league, it's he changed uh, the entire MLS. And then we are we are so happy to be to be in this spot and to have that guys in the in a, in our our team. Joseph, how's he like in training? Amazing. They want everything in the in the war and the soccer, and they have that competitive uh, energy. We have to be close to them because uh, they they push you uh, they push you the good way, and uh, that's the good for uh, for competition. You seem to really get along well with Messi, no? I hopefully. Well, on the pitch the other day, he handed you the ball for the penalty kick. That that must have felt like something. It was a funny moment because a lot of people say uh, a lot of things. When the, 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 the referee called the penalty, he told me, oh, you get it. But he said, no, uh, dale tu. And he said, no, you have to do it. And I said, okay, and I take him. But uh, that's, a, that's a humble for him in that moment. Yeah, that's incredible. I, I understand from what I saw on socials that in Venezuela they were saying, they were talking a lot about that moment, right? But here at least we interpreted that, you know, Messi was generous and, and, and he gave you that, that opportunity to take that penalty kick against Orlando. Yeah, but because a lot of 
people say, no, he make a hat trick and they give you the ball. Say, no, this is one and one, and this is for two one. But uh, it does, that's, a, that's a what Messi does. Uh, I don't see this the, the first time I saw that couple couple years ago it, 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 the same the same way. But it's in Messi. I mean, he he come here for enjoy and to make the people be happy in the in the games. And uh, we, we we actually we are very happy to to be. Joseph, somebody must have told Leo that you really like scoring against Orlando. I love to score against Orlando. <laughs> How come? They love me. They love me a lot. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, and, and you've you started uh, scoring a lot now this season, kind of getting back to, to to those ways that we saw you dominate the MLS. I, I, you think Messi will ask you for advice to how to be a, a top player in this league? Uh, Messi is Messi. We have to, we have to fight for him. We have to fight for the team. And he, against Orlando, he 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 want to fight with everyone because he suffer <laughs> and he feeling. So I think that's a contagion. You know what I mean? They they when you see that play, kind of player like him and he fight in one in, in one game. So you have to follow him. And in, in, I think that's the the what MLS change. And that's why. Inter Miami changed a lot. Yeah, it's contagious. It's infectious, right? I imagine the way that that he plays. Hey, you must be giving him some tequeños or some cachapas, some Venezuelan food in Miami. I, I imagine you gotta get that to him. No, yeah, no, yeah, because we have a lot of games coming up. So, <laughs> but I have opportunity. I bring the tequeños because he have to. Okay, you win League's Cup and then you can take out the cachito, the cachapa, the tequeño, right? Arepas, arepas. Arepita, una reina pepiada de pabellón. Which, which one you got to give Messi? I think you got to give him the reina pepiada, classic, right? We have, to, we have to give you the best one, me, because he deserves everything. <laughs> Amazing, man. Moving on to uh, Tata Martino. You're reunited. That also, it's not, you know, I, I think it's, we tend to get focus only on Messi, but there are so many factors at play and Tata Martino has already left his imprint on this team and it has affected many players, including yourself, and you guys look like you're thriving. How has the reunion been? Great, man. Great because we have a, a lot of beautiful moments uh, in the back. And now uh, he come here and obviously I know him for a long time and uh, I know how he works. I know was the the idea he wants to, but in that moment we have a lot of young players, a lot of young players. We play uh, the academy players, and then we 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 fight, we fight, we fight. But now is the moment to enjoy, and to still learning. And uh, I mean, they come in with the when the people come here, they 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 say this is the beautiful team. How has Tata's tactics and the way that he sets up the team helped you? Uh, the fact that he wants to play, he loves to play, they have a possession, uh, they create chances. That's a, that's the way uh, we love, that's the way I know him. And that's the way probably the people want to, uh, Inter Miami want to play. And uh, now we have a beautiful game Friday and uh, we have to focus on that. So speaking of the game on Friday, how have you guys liked the League's Cup? Because it's a little strange when you bring in a player of Messi's caliber. Uh, it, you want to focus on, on Major League Soccer and the impact it has on the league, but 
You guys haven't played a, a game in MLS yet. It's only been League's Cup, but you guys seem to be enjoying it very much. Every single game, the world is watching and the intensity is very high. Yeah, because uh, we know this is uh, a tournament, but at the same time, it's a party. So it's all <laughs> together. It's a beautiful energy. And uh, don't matter what, don't matter what league, we, we want to enjoy it. And uh, now we focus in the, in, in TC and this league, and then we have, uh, we, we think uh, uh, about what happened next. But in this moment, we, we, we focus in, in, in Friday. Joseph, is it difficult to go game by game? Because when you go back to Major League Soccer, you have to kind of reset and think, okay, we're in a difficult situation and we almost need to be perfect to clinch a spot in the playoffs. But I imagine with the way that you guys are set up now, you, can be you believe that more than ever you can get it done. In soccer, you never know, man. Uh, we know what is the, what's our point. We know what's the problem. We have to fight and fight and believe. So no matter what happened in the back and the past, that's just, that's in the past. We have to go forward, and uh, we think we 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 close to to twelve games. We have to ten games, so we have a chance. Yeah, man, I'm super excited to see that fight. Every time that you guys play, obviously, uh, it attracts a lot of eyeballs and you guys are on a, on a bigger stage. So it's going to be exciting the, the rest of the season. Moving on to a little bit of a more personal note, I saw that Miguel Almiron's family came to visit you down in Miami. That must have been really sweet. Man, Miguel, for me, is, is my brother. Uh, he's uh, one of the best players I've ever seen. We have a good relationship, and uh, his family comes to my home. And uh, it's the first time I meet his uh, son. Oh. And I don't have the opportunity to, to see him before he left. I not see him for uh, probably uh, four years, five years. Wow. But uh, we're still talking, and we 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 close. I mean, it means a lot. Know that his his wife and his son, when they were doing the U.S. tour with Newcastle, that they went to Miami by themselves to to your house. They went to. I saw that they were at the training ground too, weren't they? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, we we have a lunch together at home with uh, his uh, wife and son, and uh, we enjoy the moment and we talk a lot of a lot of things. But in the same thing, he have a game in in Atlanta against uh, Chelsea, I think. Yeah. And he scored. So it was a beautiful moment. Well, you celebrated doing one part of the celebration, and then he returned the favor. Man, that was uh, that was awesome to see. Almost emotional, you know. Um, speaking of Atlanta, your former team. Some weeks ago, you you scored against the team that brought you to the forefront in in this league in this country. How how was that for you? Is it? One of the bad moments in my life <laughs> because I have a good, uh, a good thing with them. Uh, I mean, I come here for thank you to them, uh, the fans. They in my back for a long time, and um, but you know, it's soccer. I have to defend my colors, and now I am here. That's awesome, Joseph. Tell me about everything else around the soccer, not just the impact that Messi has um, with your team, with Inter Miami, but in your personal life. Are there people reaching out to you, sending you a WhatsApp, just trying to know like what's what's going on now? Are, are a lot of more people hyper-focused on, on, on you? Yeah, uh, uh, honestly, we have, to, we have to know what is the problem. 
we have to know at the impact they make uh, not only for the team, it's only for for all self. I know it's more pressure, but uh, it's soccer. Um, I do this for a long time. We have to be ready for everything. We know a lot of people want to be around the team now. Right. But uh, we we only focus on the win. Uh, it's soccer, you know, one time you want to lose, one time you win, but it's, it's soccer. But uh, we have to enjoy the moment. I imagine that you're slowly starting to realize, just like everybody that's even covering the league, that everything that you do is almost under a microscope. Oh, something as simple as lowering a chair so that he can yeah. see the game when he's sitting in in uh, in the dugout right right next to you. Like you know, like that it, that went viral. That moment with anybody else, no one would have realized. But look, you went viral in in that moment. It has nothing to do with with the, with the game that's being played, right? Yeah, because we, we we were sitting there, and I I put my shirt in the back. He say, "Oh, how how you do that?" Because I can see that's what I move. <laughs> but it was very fast, so we have to pay attention in everything now. Oh, that's amazing. Well, uh, Joseph, thank you very much. Uh, I'm I'm super proud to see that Venezuelan-Argentine connection. It's like if you grab an empanada and you put the Reina Pepiada stuffing in the empanada. That that's how I imagine the con the, the connection, the mix of of Joseph Martinez and Leo good. Messi. That's what be good. I never I never think about that, but I, I mean I'm I'm very very thankful for a team. I'm very thankful for this moment. And to have that guy that for Argentinian people, it is the area, he's the, the top guy. And uh, we have to we have to learn about him and uh, be he happy, you know. Joseph, muchísimas gracias por tu tiempo. It's, it's awesome to see you triumphing. Your, hey, your English is amazing from the moment you came to Sydney. Now you just got to teach Tata a little bit. I try, bro. I try to speak because there's a lot of, a lot of questions. <laughs> yeah, no, I imagine. Hey, congratulations on, on everything you guys are doing. Uh, wishing you success on Friday against Charlotte. Every single Inter-Miami game, it just feels like a final. The intensity is up here, like I said, and it's exciting stuff to watch. So congratulations and uh, keep on smashing it. Thank you, my man. Have a good day. Yeah. Joseph Martinez, everybody. An incredible interview by you, Nico. When we come back, we are previewing the Women's World Cup games, one taking place tonight and one bright and early tomorrow morning. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Welcome back as we look at our FIFA Women's World Cup bracket. As you just saw, Spain taking on the Netherlands tonight at 9 p.m. Japan takes on Sweden tomorrow bright and early, 3.30 a.m. Eastern time. Then Saturday at 3 a.m., Australia versus France. And 6.30 a.m. on Saturday, England and Colombia. So let's begin, guys, by previewing this Spain and Netherlands matchup. And we'll begin from Netherlands' side of this. We know... No Danielle Van, de Van every time I do this, Van de Donk from her. So who else steps up in the absence when these two high-powered offenses go head-to-head? -head? It'll be Damaris Irgaloa, and she also play was born in the United States. Yeah, but she's, she's crazy. She's 23 like, years old from Lyon, uh, or plays for for Lyon, and 
you know, she's had one cap for Spain. So she knows yeah. how, how the Spanish team plays and the makeup of the Spanish, Spanish side. So I think that's going to be interesting for her to get this potential start against Spain, who she's played in a friendly with at the senior level. Um, and and uh, this Netherlands side, for me, they play some of the best football out there, period. Just the midfield, the way that they com- can connect, and then they spring forward. Uh, Lieke Martins up top with Line Berestein. Oh, my God. Talk about dynamic. Mm-hmm. And so with Esme Brooks and Jill Ward in the midfield, I, I just feel that this is probably the, the toughest competition for Spain outside of Japan in, in this tournament, given that they can control the game and they're super dynamic when they attack. I think it's interesting because all tournament long, um, Charlie has, has leaned towards Netherlands and their strengths in the midfield. I, I'm feel differently. You know, I feel like without Van de Donk in that center, you lose that physicality that she brings to the game, and that helps Spain to their advantage. And when we talk about Spain, they have so many different goal scorers. They have three different players that have scored more than three goals in the tournament. So if you shut down Banmati, who Aitana Banmati has been absolutely amazing. I mean, her pullback goals, her composure in the box, her ability to create. Um, you then have Hermoso. You then have Redondo as well, scoring multiple goals. Um, They have different ways of playing the game as well. And I think that South Africa really exposed Netherlands and their lack of pace in the back line. Um, You saw how many times they got 1v1 opportunities um, with the three in the back line. No, not one. Okay, one one player. But it was there. Who who in Spain has that pace that Katlana has? I mean, that Katlana has nobody. That's true. It's one player and they (laughs) took that risk. Netherlands said, South Africa can beat us with one player, so we're going to leave two players to mark that one player. And Katlana is special. She's a difference maker just in terms of her speed. There's not one player on that Spanish side who has her pace. And, and just ask Japan about how you, you deal with Bonmati and, and Redondo. And, uh, but Japan is a different animal. But in terms of how you defend, they gave right. them a blueprint, a blueprint of how you can beat Spain. Given all those players who are difference makers, and I love Spain, right? But to, to say that the defense, to, 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 that, to, to, to say that Netherlands are a, a, an easier team or or they don't defend as well because of of South Africa, it's Katlana. She would do that to any and, team. And at the end no, of the day, they, they, got, point, they got the job done. They didn't concede. But I they, think that if you're Spain, Lana. you watch that and you're, you're thinking, there's an opportunity there. The, the point you're making about which player is as quick and has the same qualities that Katlana has, the, true. The Spain is going to break down Netherlands, or at least they're going to try to break down the Netherlands a little bit more with possession, with, with wide players, with a little bit more collectiveness. I, but I wonder, the super interesting thing about this game is a question of who's going <gasps> to keep the ball more, who's going to dictate, mm-hmm. or is there going to be moments where... Spain will have a ball a little bit more. Netherlands will have a ball a little bit more. She has an idea. Bing! I did. You know, he asked a question. Pararuelos has that speed. She does have that speed and and the 1v1 ability. We've seen her with Barcelona take it on the outside. So maybe there's potential there for her to expose the same way that South Africa did. But it's a great point. Who has Katlana's abilities? Eh, That's a a tough one. You also, you hit the nail on the head who can dictate the pace with two highly skilled offenses. The Netherlands have outscored their opposition 11 to 1 and Spain has three or more goals in three of their four games as well. And they're two very technical sides. Two sides that like to treat the ball well, that, that are... Are, are gifted. They're, 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 I feel like it's European education. Obviously not for women's football. It doesn't work by using uh, something I would say for the men's because in the United States, obviously, has educated women incredibly well the best. But um, it, it's an education where they 
they know how to play. They like to keep the ball. Dutch football, Spanish football is all about keeping the possession, moving the ball, circulating the ball. And yeah. it's, it's a good matchup. Yeah, it will be a good matchup. Another matchup that'll be an interesting one is Japan versus Sweden tomorrow morning, bright mm. and early. And look at the odds here because this, we were talking about this before we went on air. Japan at the Open was plus 2,500. They're now plus 450. Mm -hmm. Yo, wh which bookies made these the odds? Only, this is the, Japan. I was surprised that Japan went in at plus 2,500 because they're the only former World Cup champion mm -hmm. to still be in the tournament. But to start at plus 2,500, I was like, all right. They were wrong. The Netherlands yeah. are still plus 1,200. That's an interesting one what? as well, that the Netherlands are still just plus 1,200. And, and even really Sweden, that they're plus 1,100 after beating the U.S., I, I thought maybe it would it would jump a little bit more for Spain that. Spain is that heavy favorite? That's, and, that's crazy when they've got but, Netherlands. Why is that? But, Netherlands, so but, but Charlie so has Netherlands going through, so we'll see how this one turns out tonight. Yeah, we'll sure be texting. It, it, Charlie had Netherlands in his, in his, and if he would have done a bracket, who would have been your World Cup champion? <laughs> Probably the Netherlands. There you go. To be honest. Wait, we, I, we have to talk about I'm this a, Japan I'm a big speeding. fan of their Absolutely. game. And, and just before you even do that, what about Lena Berenstein's comments of the U.S. Uh, women? He, she said they talked too much. They were talking about the final it, before the World Cup mm. even started. And we were all and talking about the final. I, but I'm saying this is a player, and the Netherlands were, were motivated to yeah. say, oh, you're looking by us to say you're finishing top of the group. And, and look what happened. Charlie, we covered the Netherlands. My favorite team is Japan. Can we <laughs> okay, talk about let's Japan? Talk about Japan. Right, let's transition. Let's transition <laughs> to Sweden versus Japan. And, and what are you looking forward to about this matchup? Oh my. So these teams have history um, in the recent Olympic Games. Japan got knocked out by Sweden 3-1. to one. And then we've talked about this before, but Sweden's aerial game is so dangerous. Amanda Ilfstedt, who, Nico, I mean Nico, uh, Charlie has mentioned multiple times, has the ability to score goals with her head. So you don't want to give away, if you're Japan, you don't want to give away corner kicks. You don't want to give away set pieces. That's something that Sweden Sweden is going to look for. Um, Amanda Ilsted has scored three of her four goals off of a header. They only have like 44% of their goals from open play. So if you're Japan, you're thinking, do not allow them to get the ball in the air and header the ball in the back of the net. That is what they are so, so strong at. Um, and both teams have only conceded one goal in that, this World Cup. That's so, the stat to me. That's exactly. incredible. They, I have, think, they have big, Sweden just has a much bigger team. So in terms of set pieces, that's where they can really hurt Japan. Mm -hmm. So they have to be de de defensively resilient, which they were against the U.S. Women's National Team. Just make sure that they have those blocks. They don't give up the spacing behind because counterattacks, Japan will eat them up. But I think Blackstenius is one player who I think has a lot to gain in this match, a lot to prove because she didn't have a strong match against the U.S. Women's National Team. That Look out for set pieces if it's not Amanda Illestead, that it's, it's Black Stadium. This matchup has all the potential to be very explosive. Oh, absolutely. And you speak about that explosiveness. Miyazawa, five goals. Mm -hmm. She's the Golden Boot leader currently with those five goals. What have you thought of the impact that she has made, not on just this Japan side, but just in the World Cup in general? Because coming into this, people weren't talking about her in the way that we've been speaking about her since this tournament began. Great point, but also Japan in general. No one really had them on the radar. We're guilty of it, you know, at the beginning. I didn't have them until we watched them play a couple of times. I was like, okay, this is the real deal. This is how I want football played. Um, but Japan has scored 14 goals. Um, Sweden has scored nine goals. So these are both teams that know how to score goals and can score goals in different ways. Um, this is going to be a goal-cupping battle as well. A goal-cupping? Goalkeeping battle <laughs> as well. So these goalkeepers are going to have to come up big because both of these teams have the ability to mm. score 
obviously, Amanda Ilsted has to be more. And June Endo has been awesome. Oof. Yeah. Angel represent, City player. Re represent NWSL, so um, got to give a uh, shout-out to June Endo. we got to give Musovic some flowers as well. Musovic has been... By Top um, bald last game. Oh, These games bald. have just been so saved so Sweden against the United States. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, exciting matchups. Lots to look forward to over the next couple of days with the Women's World Cup. When we come back, Philadelphia Union goalkeeper Andre Blake is going to join us to Ooh. chat Leagues Cup and more when we return. <laughs> All right, there was a big matchup in League's Cup between the New York Red Bulls and the Philadelphia Union, and this guy was one of the stars of the game, making some stellar saves in the penalties to give the Philadelphia Union a win, 4-3 in penalties over the New York Red Bulls. They advance in League's Cup, and why not have the man on himself? Philadelphia Union goalkeeper Andre Blake joins us now. First of all, thank you so much for coming on the show and spending some of your morning with us. Thank you guys for having me. Uh, so we obviously just saw some of those saves uh, in real time. What's going through your mind during those penalties? Obviously, we know every time you guys face the Red Bulls, it's, it's always a big matchup for, for both teams. So take us through the, those moments for you. Yeah, as you said, it was a big moment. And um, when I saw Morgan was coming into the game, I know he was probably their best penalty taker. You know, so at that time in my head, it was like, what better penalty to save than his? You know, but um, I was just happy I was able to make a save. I know that if I'm able to make a save, I would put my team in a really good position to win the shootout. So in the end, I was just very happy for that. Andre, I want to know a little bit about uh, your coach who's been on our show, Jim Curtin. He kind of has like a very specific energy to him. He, he's not afraid to clap back in the press or, you know, he, uh, he has a certain swag about him. Do you think that's transferred to the team? What have you gotten from having a coach like Jim Curtin? Yeah, I've been with Jim forever, you know, and um, he's a great guy on and off the field, you know, and um, yeah, he's a Philly guy, you know, he's made this team into what he wants it to be, you know, so we're all for Jim, Jim is all for us, and um, yeah, he created the culture of what he wanted, and that's exactly what we're representing. Well, you're, you might as well be a Philly guy now, because I used to call you a Connecticut guy. We're in Stanford, I know you went to UConn. But uh, what, what can you tell us about the Union this season? I feel like there's been waves of, of positive play, some play that you, you feel like you're wanting more. Where would you assess the Union uh, right now? I think we've been good. You know, um, for me personally, there's always room for improvement. You know, I think we can always be better. But I think coming in, you know, having to deal with Champions League, you know, it's always different. It's always a lot. And then having to... You know, switch gears to the MLS, you know, I've seen over the years where a lot of teams, when they have to deal with Champions League, they, they kind of struggle in the MLS. You know, we kind of had a situation like that. We had to deal with a few injuries and all of that. But um, overall, I would say I'm, I'm still very pleased with our performance this season. And um, But I know my group and I know that there's still a lot more that we can offer. And yeah, but so far, I, I think it's been it's been good. Hey, Andre, um, I need you to confirm something or at least give me an insight into a specific moment. I went to go see the, the Philly DC United game and, and you had an incredible performance there. And then a couple of nights later, I went to dinner with, with Charlie over here um, and we were speaking about you, of, of how impressive you've been. And he told me that after practice, he would tell you, hey, Andre, get and go, I'm going to shoot on you. Before I say 
what Charlie said would happen. I want you to tell me what you think happened in, in those moments. He would always tell me he's going to score, but he never scored. <laughs> <laughs> I have a feeling you heard different. <laughs> no, I, I actually said, hey, Dre was one of the keepers I've played with, and, and I've played with some incredible keepers in my, in my lifetime. And I've, I've scored against some incredible keepers in my lifetime. Dre stands out to me as one of the most gifted keepers in terms of anticipation, reading the shooter, and, and his jump off that I've ever seen. I mean, Tim Howard is, is right there in terms of cat-like reflexes. I'm talking from post to post. And he'd frustrate me in training sometimes where I'd say, stay after, I need to shoot <laughs> on you because you pissed me off <laughs> today. So no, Dre is, not only is he an incredible keeper, but incredible teammate, so. Um, I, 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 I'm so impressed how you have just thrived year after year. You're always up top three keepers in MLS every single season because your level has not dropped. Fun times, Charlie. I appreciate it. All, it's, it's all that, those beef patties you be eating. <laughs> <laughs> let's, uh, let's go back quickly just to League's Cup and your team's performance so far because you guys have advanced. Uh, how do you guys approach League's Cup this year? What does it mean to you? And how can you kind of use the momentum you've had in League's Cup so far as, as you transition back to MLS? We want to win it. We want to win it. You know, all the guys are motivated. Um, we are a team that, you know, whenever there's a trophy on the line, you know, that's our culture. We always going to go for it, you know. So every single player is fully committed. We, you know, we want this cup. We're going to give it our best shot every time we step on the field. You know, we're going to try to find a way to survive in advance, you know. And um, being able to lift this cup would be big time for this club. And, you know, as you said, it would definitely give us some more motivation, some momentum to get back to, to the MLS. Andre, there's so much more attention being put on what goalkeepers are doing in the moment just before a penalty is taken. Uh, we've seen Emmy Martinez in Europe and in South America try to get in the, uh, the penalty ki uh, kicker's head. Uh, we've seen in League's Cup the Tigres goalkeeper do magic tricks and pull ribbons out of his mouth. Uh, one, what were your thoughts on that when you saw that and the miming? And two, what do you do to get in the, keeper's, in the penalty uh, taker's head? Um... I saw that from the Tigers goalkeeper. I must say, um, that's that's good for him. You know, obviously I can't do that. <laughs> but um, yeah, the pressure is on the kicker. They're supposed to score. You know, and um, for us as goalkeeper, if we can put more pressure, you know, we have nothing to lose. You know, we just need to be nice and free. You know, be confident. If you're playing at home, try to get the crowd into the game. You know, put as as much pressure as you can on that kicker, you know, and hopefully you can really get into his head and force him to either, you know, put it over or not hit it as well as he would want to, and then that puts you in a better position to make a save. Is that the wildest thing you've seen a, a goalkeeper do, though, Do pull the pull a magic trick out? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I, it's That's unbelievable. I'm waiting for you to start dutty whining before... <laughs> <laughs> he does a little pony, a little Dre Dutty wine, a little um, Pony River Pony Bank yeah. just before. <laughs> Dre, you you guys are in third place right now in the Eastern Conference, just uh, three points out from second place in the New England Revolution. Last season was was such a, a a difficult pill to swallow, losing to LAFC in in MLS Cup. 
it seems like you guys have gotten over that, that, that pain. Is that, what, is that what is driving you to, to MLS Cup this year? Do you feel like you've got what it takes to get over the hump and, and finally bring an MLS Cup home to Philadelphia? Yeah, the, the, the pain from the LFC game, you know, it, it, we're probably never going to forget it. You know, we're definitely using it as a, a motivation. You know, we all know how close we were, you know, but um, we still, to be honest, we still haven't won the cup yet. So that that alone in itself is, is big motivation for us. And um, we knew how close we were, you know, and um, this is a team that keeps getting better every year. You know, we try to challenge ourselves man to a man that, you know, each year we want to do more, we want to do more. And um, that's also a part of our, our motivation this year that we still haven't won the cup yet. And last year we were so close. And if this year we're going to do better than we did last year, it's it's got to be to take that final step. You know, everybody's hungry for it. Everybody's motivated. And um, we're going to give it our best shot. And then hopefully this year is the year. Man, absolutely. You, you guys look like men on a mission. I, I want to shift gears here and ask you something that happened in your personal life, which is you gaining U.S. citizenship. That, hey! that must have been awesome. You, you've been in this country for a really long time, so congratulations. Awesome. How are you feeling? Thank you. Uh, I'm looking like the president there. You know. <laughs> Actually, I can't run for president, but yeah, um, it's a great feeling, you know, for me and my family, you know, obviously I'm a soccer player, but you know, also, there is, there is, you know, my family life, you know, and um, the youngest one for us was born here. You know, America has been my home for the past 13, 14 years, you know, and my family has found home here, you know, and um, yeah, it's, it's definitely a great accomplishment. I'm happy. My family's happy and I'm definitely looking forward to being a part of this society and, and contributing to this country in whatever way I can. Andre, um, hold up. I think we're getting, uh, the, the government has just handed me one more citizenship test question for you. And you can only choose one, oxtail stew or a Philly cheesesteak? Ooh. What did you do to me? <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna say both. Nah. <laughs> I'm gonna play safe. Spoken like a true politician. How about exactly. an oxtail cheesesteak? <laughs> yeah, I mean, if I had to choose one, for sure it'd be, it'd be oxtail. You know, I'm a born Jamaican, that's never gonna change. You know, America is great, Philly is great, but um, nothing really beats uh, oxtail. You don't know. Yeah. Okay, fine. <laughs> Vibes Cartel or. or uh, or um, what's my dude from uh, Dreams and Nightmares? How did I forget his name? Meek Mill. Meek Mill. Okay. Um, I'm gonna have to say Vibes Cartel. Let's Yay. go. All right. Nice. All right. So let's talk about the reggae girls. What do you think about the reggae girls? Because we have been covering the, the Women's World Cup, and and Jamaica just with each performance inspired so many people around the world, and and we were so impressed. With, with their style of play and, and how they were able to, to get out into the knockout rounds. What did you see from the reggae girls? I'm so proud of the girls. I'm so proud of the girls. You know, I watch them. You know, I, I see a group of girls that are committed. You know, they, they play with a sense of belief. You know, um, going into the tournament, they probably, a lot of people thought they had no chance of making it out of the group stage. 
you know, but when you watch them play, you know, when you watch how they go about their business, how organized they were, how disciplined, you know, I'm, I'm so proud of them. You know, they've came a long way, you know, they have, they've had to deal with a lot of different adversities, but, you know, they kept the focus regardless and um, they deserve every single thing that they have achieved. You know, they've put in so much work, you know, for me as a goalkeeper, it is so commendable to, to see them play four games and concede only 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 one goal. You know, that was big time. And um, yeah, I think there's a lot to come from this group in the future because they're still a very young team. If they ask you if they ask you to stay after training, Bunny Shaw and Charlie Davies, who scores more on you? <laughs> don't don't even don't even yeah, entertain, don't ahead, even entertain the question. <laughs> the reggae boys gotta get in there in twenty twenty six though, I'll tell you that. The return of the reggae boys. Make it happen, yeah, Drake. For sure. For sure. Um, the girls, they have led the way. You know, um, they show us what it's like, what it's supposed to be like. And um, for the boys, we definitely have the group. You know, we have the talent, but talent alone is just not going to be enough. You know, so we're going to have to figure out a way to get everybody in, get everybody committed, you know, the sacrifices and discipline the focus so um, that's our challenge you know we know it's possible but again you know talent alone is not gonna get it done Andre thanks so much for joining us this morning spending some of your morning with us it was great to have you thank you guys I one last look at the headlines for this morning We have some breaking news out of Spain this morning where Real Madrid has announced that goalkeeper Thibaut Courtois has suffered a torn ACL and will miss the upcoming season. This injury is devastating to the Spanish Giants who must now find a goalkeeper to replace him. In Greece, nearly 100 Croatia fans appeared in the Athens court Wednesday to face criminal charges, including a murder charge, after recent fan violence that left one fan stabbed to death. The clashes took place between Dinamo Zagreb and AEK Athens fans ahead of their Champions League qualifying match, which was postponed. In Americans Abroad transfer news, Chelsea has reportedly moved a big step towards adding U.S. men's national team captain Tyler Adams. According to multiple reports this morning, Chelsea has triggered the $26 million release clause in Adams' contract with Leeds United. In women's soccer, Gotham FC fell short of their bid to reach the NWSL Challenge Cup semifinals after last night's 1-1 draw with Orlando Pride. Gotham FC just missed out on advancing to the semifinals to the North Carolina Courage. If they would have won, they would have been through to the semifinals. Now the Courage will face Kansas City Current, while O.L. Reign will play Racing Louisville on Wednesday, September 6th. The winners of those two matches will then face off on Saturday, September 9th in the final. Both semifinals will be on CBS Sports Network. And those are your headlines this morning. Welcome back. Here's one last look at today's footy fix. The big games to keep an eye on in the Women's World Cup. Spain versus Netherlands tonight at 9 p.m. And then Japan versus Sweden bright and early, 3.30 a.m. tomorrow. Guys, very, very quickly, Spain versus Netherlands predictions. Who you got? Spain. Spain. Netherlands. 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 Yep. Wow. I'm going Netherlands as well. Japan versus Sweden tomorrow morning, <laughs> bright and early. Japan versus yes. Sweden. Who do you got? Yes, Japan. <laughs> Japan. Charlie, we don't Japan. know. Enjoy the <laughs> evening, everyone. Japan?